please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. All right, you're out of the hospital. You've been to therapy. You've met with your lawyer. Today's the day you got to go before the Social Security judge. You go into that building, those wide hallways, nobody's in it. You can hear your heartbeat echo in the hallway as you go down to the room. You get in there, you meet your lawyer, you sit down. The judge asks you questions, but your lawyer is doing all the answering. You're not saying a word. It takes about a half hour. The judge bangs his gavel. The lawyer puts his hand on your arm, says, Congratulations, you're permanently disabled. They get two bailiffs. They come over. They put your hands behind your back. They click the handcuffs on. They take you away. They put you in a van, they bring you to a building, they walk you down a dark, dank hallway. You can hear the the other prisoners yelling in the background. You've just gone into prison. They bring you to a door, they open it up, and they put you inside. You're inside four walls, four walls. They surround you. There's a window. There's a TV. There's a radio. But you're in these four walls. You think to yourself, well, this won't be too bad. I can watch TV. I can listen to the radio. Like it's old after two days. Now you're looking around and you're counting the the shadows on the walls. You're counting the cracks on the walls. And you, you can hear people outside. They're laughing. They're having a good time. They're joking. And you're looking out the window and you're wishing, I, I'd like to be out there. But you can't. You can't. You're, you're a prisoner. You're a prisoner because you're disabled. You can't get out there. You can't do the same things that they're doing. You can't enjoy yourself like they're enjoying themselves. The kids are out there playing ball. The parents are out there talking and laughing. And here you are, you're stuck. You're stuck inside these four walls. You've counted the planks of wood on the hardwood floor a thousand times already. All you hear is the noise from the outside. TV. All of this is reruns. Radio, you've heard every song there is to hear. You've listened to every talk show there is to listen to. Your computer, you've already gone to the end of the internet twice. You're a prisoner. And the sad thing is, you know that this is a life sentence. A life sentence. My name is Jimmy Apple, and you're listening to An Apple a Day. How you doing today, my friends? Let me ask you, have you ever felt that way? Do you feel that way? I know I have. I've been so, oh, I've felt so closed in at times. And at times I still do. It's a feeling that doesn't go away. There's there's things I would love to do, but I can't because I'm disabled. But I want to tell you something. You have to you have to try and focus on the things you can do. When you're thinking that you're a prisoner, you're 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 focusing on the things that you can't do. And that's me. I I know. I know I do that. I'm very bad at it. My wife will tell you that. I look at it I look at my house during the summer, and I've said this before on the podcast. My greatest joy 
in life has always been taking care of my property. I love to spend hours. I'd Back when I was working, I'd work all week, and then I'd spend Saturday and Sunday working in my yard. I loved it. I loved it to the point that it, be, it became like an addiction for me. I enjoyed cutting my grass. I enjoyed edging it. I enjoyed working in the garden. I enjoyed having a vegetable garden. I enjoyed having a flower garden. I enjoyed making my house look like a show place. I always did. Now, can't do that anymore. I've got a garage full of tools that I refuse to get rid of, but I can't do it anymore. My wife tries. My my wife goes out and she'll use the ride-on lawnmower. God bless her. And every one of my tools, they're kept pristine. When I tell you that ride-on lawnmower, regular oil changes, gas never stayed in the tank, the the body of the lawnmower was waxed, and you name it, it's pristine. It's like it's brand new. Never left out in the elements. Always clean before it was put away. Always. Same thing with all the rest of my tools. But that was just it. That was my hobby. And the day that I got hurt, my hobby had to stop or at least slow down. As time went on and other things began to happen to me, as a result, my hobby stopped. And it it destroyed me there for a while. But I look outside and I think to myself, I can't do this. And I feel like a prisoner. But the secret is, is you have to start thinking about the things that you can do. There are plenty of things that you can do. And the only thing, the only, the only way you got, you're going to find that is for you to sit down and actually think about it. So I just, I wanted to share that with you simply because I spoke with somebody and they're feeling like that right now. You know, they feel like they were a prisoner. I, I, I do too. I live in a place where it's snowing. It's actually snowing today. And that means that I won't be leaving my house other than to go to a hospital until the snow is gone. I hate snow. Don't ask me why I'm here. I have no idea why I'm back here. But I hate snow. And I'm stuck now. I'm stuck until the snow is gone. But I've come up with other things that I can do during when there's snow here. One of the things is this, the podcast. But that's what you have to do. You have to come up with things that you can do and not focus on the things that you can't. Because the more you focus on the things that you can't, the more depressed you're going to be. I just wanted to bring that up. And just one more thing. Try not to make others feel miserable because we feel miserable. They didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. You got hurt. And you're just limited. We've discussed limits a million times on this podcast. You know, we have limits of things that we can't do. And if our loved ones or our friends and our family, they don't have those same limits, don't make them feel guilty. Do you know what I mean? I enjoy seeing other people enjoy themselves. I'll be honest with you. In the beginning, I, I, I didn't. I was, you know, I could have been called a prick or something. But in the beginning, I used to feel bad for myself. I seen other people enjoying themselves. And I was like, man, that's not fair. How come they can do it and I can't? But as time went on, I realized that <laughs> why shouldn't they be enjoying themselves? They're doing what I'd like to do. So I enjoy, I enjoy watching others enjoy themselves. And you will too. I mean... You'll think about it. These are your family and your friends. Just don't try to don't try to lay the blame on them or don't make them feel guilty. Do you know what I'm saying? In a nutshell here, what I'm trying to say is when you're disabled, you're not a prisoner. You can still go out. You can still do things. You just have to know your limits. And again, like I said before, we've discussed limits a million times on this podcast. But you can still do things. You're not locked up. You're not a prisoner in your house. And don't make yourself a prisoner in your own head. 
just there's certain things you can't do. So put them out of your mind and focus on the things that you can. Okay? Anyhow, we have got a good one for you today. Definitely. I have an update from uh, Social Security. It's the first one of the year that I have. And it's uh, a warning about scammers that are out there. New for this year. And also, I have a report on the benefits, okay? Benefits of oatmeal. Now, last week, I got a I got a response from a girl, Karen, in the Bronx, and she was telling me not to tell her what to eat. And I'm not telling her what to eat, but this is pretty good. This is informational, honestly. And I don't know if you like oatmeal, but there's certain ways you can make it that it is pretty good. I, I didn't like oatmeal in the beginning. But I tell you what, if they're experimenting and adding some things to it, I enjoy it. I really, truly enjoy it. So we got those to go into. And I also got a response from a girl, Tammy, who took great issue with last last week's rant that I went into at the end of the podcast. And I'm going to answer her. I just have to paraphrase her uh, her response because if I read it word for word, it's going to be one long beep. So, all right, let's get to it here. Let's start with the update from Social Security. This one here is titled, Beware of Scammers Pretending to Be Social Security. It's posted on January 17, 2019 by Jim Borland, the Acting Deputy Commissioner for Communications. And it reads, In the digital age, frauds and scams are an unfortunate part of doing business online. During the holiday season, Social Security has traditionally seen a spike in phishing scams, and we want to protect you the best we can. We urge you to always be cautious and to avoid providing sensitive information such as Social Security numbers, or your SSN, or bank account information to unknown individuals over the phone or internet. If you receive a call and aren't expecting one, you must be extra careful. You can always get the caller's information, hang up, and if you do need more clarification, contact the official phone number of the business or agency that the caller claims to represent. Never reveal personal data to a stranger who called you. Please take note, there's a scam going around right now. You might receive a call from someone claiming to be from Social Security or another agency. Calls can even display the 1-800-772-1213, Social Security's National Customer Service Number, as the incoming number on your caller ID. In some cases, the caller states that Social Security does not have all of your personal information, such as your Social Security number on file. Other callers claim Social Security needs additional information so that the agency can increase your benefit payment or that Social Security will terminate your benefits if you do not confirm this information. This appears to be a widespread issue as reports have come from people across the country. These calls are not from Social Security. Callers sometimes state that your your social security number is at risk of being deactivated or deleted. The caller then asks you to provide a phone number to resolve the issue. People should be aware that the scheme details may vary. However, you should avoid engaging with the caller or calling the number provided as that the caller might attempt to acquire personal information. 
Social Security employees occasionally contact people by telephone for customer service purposes. In only a few special situations, such as when you have business pending with us, a Social Security employee may request the person confirm personal information over the phone. Social Security employees will never threaten you or promise a Social Security benefit approval or increase in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should hang up. If you receive these calls, please report the information to the Office of Inspector General at 1-800-269-0271 or online. Remember, only call official phone numbers and use secured websites of the agencies and businesses you know are correct. Protecting your information is an important part of Social Security's mission and to secure today and tomorrow. Well, I don't know about you. I know I've received a couple of those phone calls. I received, <laughs> I, I was receiving calls from a, uh, someone saying that they were, were the State Police Benevolent Association. Now, I asked them what state. They said all states. I said, okay. And they said they, they want us to donate because we donated before, which was a lie. I never donated to them before. And they said they wanted to put me down for the same $25 I donated before. And I never donated $25 to them before. So I said to them, I said, uh, do me a favor. Send me some paperwork on this organization. And they tell me, oh, no, we save money by not printing up paperwork. You know, we just do phone solicitations. I said, okay. I said, well, give me a phone number where I can call you back. Oh, no, our phones are only for calling out. We can't receive calls here. Okay. Well, give me an address. Well, we have so many addresses across the country. Well, give me the one here for New York. I'm not allowed to. What do you mean you're not allowed to? You want to take my money? Where am I supposed to send the money? Oh, no, we process it over the phone. No, sorry, and I just hung up the phone. Now, I just got a call the other day. Some girl said her name was Brittany, and she says, Oh, I'm calling you back because you said you wanted to buy gold. I said, I said, I did what? So she says, uh, you told, you know, I called you last week and you said you were interested in buying gold and you just had to get your credit card. I was like, who did you call? She says, this number. I said, and who did you speak to? Oh, I spoke to you. I said, what's my name? Oh, I don't know. Well, how do you know you spoke to me? Because I remember your voice. Your voice is very distinctive. I said, no, I don't think so. And I hung up the phone. You know, so they're out there. They're, they're doing this. So there's scams everywhere. So be careful, folks. Be careful. Don't give information to anybody. And if they can't send you any, I mean, I know you're, you have goodness in your heart and you want to help out. But here's the, here's the rule that I follow for myself. If you can't give me a phone number to call you back and you can't send me information about your organization and you can't give me an address that I can check out, I don't send money. And I definitely don't do it over the phone. I, I send it to the organization. So that's that's just my, my way of doing it if I want to donate, but that's me. All right, let's move on here. This next uh, study that I found, I found it in Medical News Today. I found this really interesting because I love oatmeal. I didn't always like oatmeal, believe me. When I was a kid, I used to hate it. My parents used to give it to us on those winter mornings and before school and I just didn't like it. But as I got older, I kind of got a taste for it. And now that I make it my way, I really enjoy it. But 
After reading this, I found out all the benefits of oatmeal. It's phenomenal, especially if you have heart problems or asthma or you're a diabetic. Oatmeal is like a wonder food. Plus, it helps you lose weight on top of a couple of other things here. So, I mean, it, it's, it's really a good food. I, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. And I, I'm excited because I love it when I find something that's so basic, you know. And this is one of them. But here, here goes. It's from Medical News Today. It says, what are the benefits of eating oatmeal? Oatmeal is a very popular breakfast food that consists of oats and a liquid such as water, cow's milk, or plant-based milk. Full of nutrients and fiber, oats are one of the most nutritious whole grain foods that a person can consume. Oats offer many science-backed health benefits including weight loss, reduced risk of heart disease, and lower blood sugar to name a few. In this article, we list the potential benefits of oatmeal and provide its nutritional information. The benefits include, number one, providing antioxidants. Oatmeal contains high levels of antioxidants. Specifically, it contains polyphenols, which are plant-based compounds. Number two, Improving insulin response and reducing blood sugar. Oatmeal contains a soluble fiber called beta-glucan that can help improve insulin response and possibly reduce blood sugar too. People with type 2 diabetes find that incorporating oatmeal into their diet helps them manage their blood sugar levels as long as they do not add extra sugar to the dish. Oatmeal has a positive effect on blood sugar control. The authors stated that more research is necessary to test the safety of oatmeal for people with type 1 diabetes. Now, I have a, I have a little recipe that I use. I'll bring this up after, after we get done with this. But keep this in mind about not adding sugar to the dish. Number three, providing plenty of vitamins and minerals. Oatmeal is a nutrient-rich food that contains many vitamins and minerals while being low in calories. Eating low-calorie foods that are high in nutrients can provide a person with nutrients that their body needs while helping them lose weight or maintain a healthy weight. Oatmeal contains magnesium, iron, phosphorus, zinc, folate, copper, vitamins B1, and B5. Number four, improving cholesterol levels. There is some evidence to back up the claim that oatmeal can support healthy cholesterol levels due to the beta-glucan content. A 2014 review determined that oatmeal can reduce cholesterol levels in people consuming 3 grams or more of beta-glucan a day. According to the research, beta-glucan reduced the bad cholesterol but did not affect the good cholesterol. Number five, promoting healthful bacteria in the digestive tract. The beta-glucan in oatmeal forms a gel-like substance when it mixes with water. This solution coats the stomach and digestive tract. The coating feeds good bacteria in the gut, which increases the growth rate and can contribute to a healthy gut. A small study examining oatmeal's effect on bacterial growth found that it could have a positive effect. Number six, managing weight. Oatmeal is rich in soluble fiber, so people tend to feel full more quickly after eating it than they do consuming other foods. Feeling full can help a person reduce their portion size and achieve their weight loss goals. Researchers 
looking for the effect of oatmeal on appetite concluded that it increased fullness and decreased the desire to eat for the next four hours. That's pretty cool. All right, you know what? We're going to continue this after the break. So stay with us because we have even more about oatmeal. You're going to want to hear this. All right, so we'll be back in 30 seconds. A mere shake of a lamb's tail. Stay with us. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find connections to our private chat board, our private chat rooms. You're also going to find that we're sponsored now by As Seen on TV. And there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out. So you get a minute, go over there, check out www.famousapple.com. Tell your friends about us. But don't go until we finish the conversation. Let's get back to it. And we're back. That wasn't too bad, huh? 30 seconds, not too bad at all. All right, let's get back to the benefits of oatmeal here. This, like I said, I know this may sound silly coming from me, but this really does, um, this really did excite me finding this because, like I said, I eat oatmeal every day. But anyhow, uh, number seven, reducing the risk of asthma. Asthma is a common condition that often develops during childhood. There is some evidence to suggest that specific foods can be a risk factor for developing asthma, while others may reduce the risk. For example, a study of 3,781 children determined that those who ate oats as one of their first foods were less likely to develop asthma by age of five years. Other foods that may reduce the risk include wheat, rye, barley cereals, fish, and eggs. Number eight, relieving constipation. Constipation is a common gastrointestinal problem that affects most everyone at some point. The fiber in oatmeal can help keep waste in the gastrointestinal tract moving, which can relieve or prevent constipation. Nutrition. Oatmeal includes seven, several key nutrients. According to the United States Department of Agriculture, one cup of cooked oatmeal contains 166 calories, 5.94 grams of protein, 4.00 grams of dietary fiber, and 3.56 grams of fat. Not too bad. Not too shabby. How to cook oatmeal. Oatmeal is available in several different varieties, including oat groat, that's oat, G-R-O-A-T, oat groat, steel cut, crushed, and rolled. Oat groat takes the longest time to cook, as it comprises whole oats, steel cut, crushed and rolling oats take less time to prepare. Unless the package says otherwise, people can make oatmeal by boiling oats in cow's milk, plant-based milk, or water. Cooking times will vary and can range from 10 to 60 minutes. Although instant varieties of oatmeal usually cook very quickly, they are also the most processed and instant oatmeal often contains added sugar and preservatives. So in summary... Oatmeal is one of the most nutritious breakfast foods. It may help a person lose weight and reduce their risk of heart disease and lower their blood sugar levels. It's best to choose varieties of oatmeals that are less processed to limit added sugars. All right, here's what I do. I I usually get uh, the canister of oatmeal. And to be honest with you, I usually buy the store brand. And 
I have a, a cup scooper and I put a cup of oatmeal into a into a bowl and I do it with water so this way I have less calories in it but I also add raisins to it and I add cinnamon I don't add sugar to it I add cinnamon and cinnamon is good for diabetics so and that's how I cook it and it usually takes about two and a half minutes to make now there's days where I don't use the cinnamon and I'll use sugar-free maple syrup I'll use two tablespoons of sugar-free maple syrup and mix it in and it gives it that sweetness but you're not getting the sugar out of it and I love it I love it and I never even thought about it but it does actually fill you up where I used to I used to snack throughout the morning but I don't I don't actually I have my oatmeal in the morning and that's it so I really enjoy I really enjoy the oatmeal and I, I would recommend it to everybody I eat it in the in the winter naturally but I also eat it in the summer. It fills you up. It's good. It sticks to your ribs. And, you know, it's funny because think about it. When you're in the hospital, there is always oatmeal on, on your tray when it comes up for breakfast. Always. Unless you're down south. And there's always grits on your tray when it comes up for breakfast. That's the first place I ever had grits was when I was in the hospital down south. And they're good, too. They're good. I, I actually buy grits up here, too. But anyhow, let's move on here. All right, I got a, an email from Tammy in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, who took great exception to my rant last week about states giving free needles and shooting kits to junkies while there's people out there suffering from diseases such as diabetes and cancer who have to decide between eating or buying their medication. And they don't get anything for free, just these junkies who are breaking the law. And Tammy wrote me a long email that's got so many curse words in it, even I blushed. So I'm going to paraphrase her email to me. But in a few words, what it was was her brother died of an overdose. And for that, I send my deepest condolences. I don't like to hear anybody dying or families losing brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, uh, may he rest in peace. That being said, Tammy, do you think giving him clean needles would have saved him? Do you think it's our responsibility to supply him with needles? Or is it your family's responsibility to get him into a program? I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Trust me, what I'm saying is it's not our responsibility, the taxpayer's responsibility, to, su to supply shooting supplies to junkies. And I'm sorry, you told me that your brother overdosed on heroin. So whose fault is that? Is that ours? No, that's his. I'm sorry to say that. But that's his fault. That's not our fault. It's not society's fault. He's the one who took a needle, stuck it in his arm, shot that stuff into himself, and unfortunately... He struck out. Like I said, I don't like to hear anybody die, and I'm not going to rag on about it. But it's not society's fault. You can you can claim it as all you want, you know, but society didn't put the needle in his arm. And actually, I think if society gives him the needles, then it becomes his fault, their fault. I don't agree with the free needle program for junkies. I don't agree with giving them all these supplies to do an illegal activity just to get high. What about the people that drink? Are we going to go out and give them a bottle of booze, a bottle of nitrine, so this way they can't, they don't have to share it with anybody? Come on. You know as well as I do it's wrong. And you can curse at me. You can call me whatever you want. But I'm only telling you the facts. I'm only telling you the truth. It's BS and you know it's BS. What's next? Are we going to give serial killers bullets? 
This way they have fresh bullets in their guns? Come on. Well, Tammy, may your brother rest in peace. And your, you and your family, I'm going to keep you guys in my prayers. But I don't know. I still don't agree with the free needle program. I don't think it's society's problem. I think it's the junkies' problem. It's a, it's a, it's a choice that they make when they go out and they put this stuff in them. It's not up to the taxpayers. It's not up to the government. It's not up to anybody to take care of them. They did it to themselves. That's my opinion. Everyone's entitled to an opinion, right? Anyhow, thank you very much for stopping by this week. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to remind you of one thing. Always remember, things can always be worse. No matter what, there's somebody that's striving to get where you're at right now. Please remember to visit www.famousapple.com, the home site for this podcast, An Apple a Day. And if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at admin at famousapple.com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at famousapple.com. To email me personally, you can email me at jimmy at famousapple.com. Hey, listen, do me a favor. Give us a rating in the box below here in the podcast box. Give us a rating on the show. Let us know what you think. And we'll be back next week. Have a great, great weekend. And thanks again for stopping by. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. And I'm Jimmy Apple. Take care, my friend. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.